Paula, I have so many sweets and baked goods in my apartment and partially of my own doing, but also got gifted some or inherited some. And it's just like, you know, when you know there's too many snacks in your apartment and you're like, oh, God, no such thing. (laughs) You are saying an experience that no one is. You are saying the least relatable experience. It is as if you just said, you know, that thing where your top hat slips below your scalp. Oh, <laughs> I don't That's know. How I imagine your life to be. Oh, that I'm in a top hat and tails at all times. Besides when we're on the podcast, yeah. you quick change because you know I'll mock you. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, look at this fancy boy recording his fancy podcast. Ooh, la la. <laughs> no, but you know where it's like you wrestle with the guilt. Of being like, I have all these tasty foods, but also I'm an adult and I shouldn't only eat like Lucky Charms. You know what I mean? Yes, 100%. That's the feeling I'm having right now. But it's mostly Girl Scout cookie and like, and like the cookie box gift related. Yes. Well, uh, uh, Josh, what kind of cookies, what kind of Girl Scout cookies are you ordering? Because I was a Girl Scout for many years, so I know how to upsell that shit. Oh, really? Um, oh, so, yeah. So I am, this is a Thin Mints and Samoa's household. Those are the correct ones. Those are the yeah. Correct ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've had the shortbreads before. We had those growing up, but I've never. I also am the only one in my family who likes peanut butter, really. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we, I've never had the peanut butter ones, but I've heard people freaking love those peanut butter ones. Um. Now, my question for you is, what? Now, the Girl Scout cookies obviously are delicious. Obviously, are kind of a grift, right? Oh like yeah. The Girl Scout, the Girl Scouts of America organization's pulling a grift. It's like the girls are getting like a quarter. Yeah, the Girl Scouts get like a quarter for every box. Should we start a grift? I I think we have to call it an unpaid internship, but yes. Okay, so we what are we going to sell? Is the thing because not the game that we're selling. Not the game we're selling. No, that's not a grift. <laughs> like I think that like if we are like, hey, we have thousands of interns, and once a year they go to the mall and they sell these things. Mm-hmm. And they are. I mean, the Boy Scouts have uh, wreaths and popcorn, which are objectively terrible ones. Really bad. Nobody wants either of those. And the buy-in is like $40. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. Like, let's just let Eagle Scouts do their little projects. Yeah. And then, like, soapbox derbies and things like that. What about, uh, what about like, if we did, like, a, oh, what about, like, a seltzer water? Very mm. hot right now. Low mm. buy-in. We just get LaCroix. We paste our own picture over the label. Now they're $14 a 12-pack. Lernest. Water from the sky. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Water from the sky. I do like this a lot. We just collect rainwater and sell it back yeah. to people. Yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah. And then have fresh-faced uh, like 12-year-olds. Sell, yes. sell it back. It's it's eco-conscious. Or do we go exactly the opposite way and we just full-on open a furniture store? <laughs> like, we full-on open, like, a furniture outlet. Like, oh, look at these wildly low prices. But it's just 12-year-olds working. And we, like, are like, oh, the, the scouts get a percentage. And it's like, we don't have to say it. It's like half a percent. Yeah, right. There is a, per- a percentage, 1%. A percentage, 1%, goes back to them. <laughs> They're volunteering their time to sell you this futon at a wacky low price. <laughs> They're learning all types of life skills and business skills. In return, you are getting a sectional that's been slightly damaged. Yeah, exactly. And they learn about the perils of unionizing. 
absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not normal. <laughs> if, if a little kid at the mall was like $300 for this king size mattress that fell off a truck and it's a little bit, it's a little bit has road rash. I'd be like, yeah, it's a pretty good deal. <laughs> like I'll buy whatever from a kid. Yeah. It looks like this marriage needs a little bit more love seat. <laughs> they're just using bad puns. Yeah, I just like them like a real Bugsy Malone situation where they're in suits and they've got slick back hair and they're like, listen, Tuts, he's not all- treating you right. You need you need a Devon. And I love that all of this is just like somehow to actually sell our game. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. No wrong uh, answers uh, game.com. You can check it out. You can use the code POD10 to get 10% off your order. Amazing. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast, a very sincere grift. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Paula. And we're here to talk you into the <laughs> sincere and earnest topics of the week. <laughs> Josh, what's our topic this week? Our topic is chocolate. 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 Bonjour. Say chocolate. <laughs> um, I actually have a story about the movie Chocolat. Absolutely. Lay it on me. Um, so Chocolat, um, which has Johnny Depp, maybe, and an actress who I'm forgetting the name of, which feels bad, but mm-hmm. it's a it's an it's an American film in English. Ugh. But my French teacher in high school, one day where they were like, they just put on a movie. You know how like in, in foreign language class, it's either like a classic movie from that era or like a terrible 80s, like, oh, um, oui, la <laughs> my foreign language class, I, t- I had to take Spanish, uh, was not like that because uh, it was chaos because she was a kid in our class's mom. Okay. And every day she would just go around asking uh, who had a boyfriend and who had a girlfriend and who was dating who. So that is the only thing I can sp- say in Spanish. Tu es novia? What? Yeah, I, I literally learned like the word. I can't even say the word for cat. Gato. That's it. That's it. And I and only know just... that because it's one of the impractical jokers' last names. But you know what she did teach you? Tu es novio? What? A love for drama. The, well, honey, I already had that. <laughs> I I also don't even know if I'm saying that because I ended up taking French in college because you know we only had Spanish in my small school and German. Um, which it doesn't matter. <laughs> we only had Spanish and German. I took Spanish and then I took French, and now I speak none of the languages. Let's let's dive into one of our weekly segments, Paula's regret corner. <laughs> <laughs> I interrupted your chocolate story. Anyway, the point is, this is a film about France. In English. Yeah. Right? About a chocolatier. About a chocolate. And then love that they find. Yeah. My French teacher put on this movie with the French dubs. And just it wasn't like it was a French movie. Like, we watched, like, some classic French films with, like, Gerard Depardieu, like, Manon de la Source, which is, like, a very, like... Yeah. Like, it's, like, a, a big French film. This was a film made in English about France that she put dubs on. It's like being like, all right, all right, class, today we're going to watch Moulin Rouge, but instead of watching it in English, we're just going to put it on in French. And this is what we're doing in AP French. 
I think she just had the hots for Johnny Depp. I mean, it's possible. Did you also watch? Did you also watch Pirates of the Caribbean? You know, now that I'm thinking about it, she all oh, we also watched Edward Scissorhands in French, <laughs> and it was a, a home cam quarter. It wasn't yeah, a real movie, right? It was it's just like zoomed in on his face. Yes, exactly. And there was like she'd edited in some hearts, <laughs> and then you could hear her behind the camcorder going, oh, "So handsome!" Every time he came on the screen. Come on, Madam Levitt. <laughs> Madame Bonjour. Levitt. Bonjour. Yeah, but that's just absolutely wild to me. To like, to, yeah. that's that's about, it's like a, it's a full, yeah, it's like watching Moulin Rouge in French. <laughs> it's like no one wants that. Le Rouge de Moulin. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Josh, you know what, uh, you know what is weird about chocolate? Did you just see that? Um, in- Incredible subject change. Did you just see that? That pivot? I saw it and our listeners heard it too. Did you even see it coming? Like I said, I said, wow, that was such a good bit. And then I just completely changed the subject by saying, here's the thing about chocolate. Yeah, it was like, you know, in the movies where they like (laughs) slam the e-brake and they do a, you know, they skid around to make a really tight turn. And then you skid under the like, you know, in the action (laughs) sequence. That was you. But with your words. Gentle turn. Um, do you know what else is weird about chocolate? <laughs> what, Paula? People get mad if you don't like it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it's like we have, as a society have collectively agreed that if you don't like it, there's something like seriously wrong with you. Yeah. Like, like incarceratable. Yes. Like if you don't, <laughs> if you say you don't like eggs, people are like, oh yeah. But if you say you don't like chocolate, people are like, what the? Hey, why? <laughs> they Who raised you? Yeah. Why don't you like chocolate? Do you like dark chocolate? Like they are like unacceptable. Yeah. It's like, well, and even like in a, a situation where someone doesn't yell immediately, you get to that point because you're like, okay, sure. This person must be allergic to chocolate. They yeah. must not be able to have chocolate. Yes. And then they're like, no, I just like don't really... I just don't really enjoy the taste of chocolate as much. And everyone's like, what? How dare you? Yeah. I, I should, I should point out for the podcast that Paula and I both do like chocolate. We do please, like don't chocolate for, please don't come for us. Um, what? I don't think there's any other food that has, that brings like quite that negative reaction. Right. Yeah. I think that it's, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's different than a reaction of liking something that people don't like. Like, that's a very different emotion. Yes. I think if it was, but like, I don't know. Like, if you were like, I don't really like the shows and media that Phoebe Waller-Bridge creates, I would have the same reaction of like, get (gasps) out of my life. What? Who are you? Who are you? Why why did I allow you into my inner circle? Get out. If you feel this way, get out. Now, I can't trust surface, you anymore. That's what it is. That I can't trust you anymore. You don't. It's like you don't have. You no longer have a right to an opinion. Yeah, right. It's like it's just like I can't take you into account. And also, more importantly, like what else don't I know about you? Yes, yes. What, what other what other objectively great things do you not like? You yeah, psycho- yeah. And and why am I subjecting myself to it? Has this whole thing been a lie? Yes. Well, what what do you think is the most acceptable food not to like? Like, if if chocolate is the most 
unacceptable food not to like? What is the most acceptable? So I would have said Brussels sprouts, but I think Brussels sprouts are like hip and cool. And everyone realized that if you slather them in butter or oil and like salt and pepper and roast them for an hour, they're the best. Yes. So like, but for a while it was like Brussels sprouts. Because I think have a bad rep from the media. I was going to say like, it's, it got a hit job in the fifties. Yeah. And like ever since then, it's been trying to claw back. So like, it's not Brussels sprouts. But I think if you said, okay, a lot of people don't like olives or mushrooms. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like if people say I don't like mushrooms, you don't even blink. You're like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for them because they're wonderful. It's a wonderful food and they're missing out and they should try mushrooms, but like, I get it. Yeah. It's like something about like, I mean, not to get like, deep in this because we're it's it's a bit but uh, there is kind of a it feels like in the last couple of years especially amongst like americans western culture western cuisine there's a move away from thinking that fermented foods are gross towards being like like we're gonna we're gonna fake the funk on this thing yeah you know what i mean like we like kimchi we like you know a dry aged steak folks i'm gonna let you in on a on a secret that's just mold for you (laughs) To come onto this podcast and suggest a dry aged steak is a buck wild energy. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. I mean, that's what it is. It's fermentation. And like, we're okay with it there, but like, we feel weird in other cases. But like, that funkiness is something that's been in a lot of other cuisines for a very long time. And it feels like the traditional things, maybe uh, that Americans are like, that's gross, aren't actually gross. It's just different, which is kind of, that's progress to me. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're making small steps. That being said, that being said, whatever that shit from Australia is, Marmite. No, no, no. Vegemite? Vegemite. That shit rules. Really? 100%. Yes, I went through a Vegemite phase. Okay. Somebody got it for our office and it, you know what? In fact, I'm going to order it. I'm going to order more today. Do it right now on the podcast. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Vegemite. (laughs) dot com <laughs> yeah bezos is redirecting me to amazon yeah <laughs> paula i think you might need to go to uh vegemite.co.au okay perfect <laughs> uh okay i ordered 15 of them also um can we back up for a second here and just talk Ooh. about how america because we invented the internet or at least put it in place first we get dot com and every other country has to get like yeah you get dot co dot that other like abbreviation we don't have to be like (laughs) you get that little baby (laughs) right (laughs) speaking of good taste something about chocolate that is a major feature look what i did there do you you want to talk about my transition right there you and i are getting so good at this yeah so one of the ways that chocolate is sold is by the percentage, right? So it's different types of chocolate. Darker chocolate has a higher cacao, cocoa content, I think. It's like the 77% is dark chocolate versus like 50% is milk chocolate. So it's the like milk to, to cocoa ratio. Yeah. The thing about dark chocolate, I love dark chocolate. I love dark chocolate. Sure. And then when you get past a certain percentage, and I don't know where it is, it's probably about 83%. 82% totally fine. 83% too bitter, cannot eat alone, not a thing I want to do. Paula, what I I'm going to ask you is somewhat of a complicated question. 
But what is the are. what is the feature that you have? Feature about your personality that's got a really high percentage of it, but if you went one percentage more, people would be like, nope. But right now <laughs> it's delicious and great and everyone loves it. That's such a good question. My my first instinct was water, but I don't think that's what you're asking. Yeah, <laughs> that is not what I'm asking. Um, I would say that for me, it's like commitment to a bit mm. where it's like I'm good at like, like it, or, or even like, voc- you know what it is? It's vocabulary for me. It's that I think I have like a 82% vocabulary, like in terms mm-hmm. of like co- content. But every yeah. once in a while, if I sprinkle in a word that's too big or too ridiculous, people are like, They're just like, fuck you, Josh. <laughs> just get out, just, get get out of my on. life. Get, <laughs> get out of here, SAT. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what mine is. Um, who am I as a person? So what you're asking me is who am I as a person? What makes me tick? What makes you tick? And what's something that like vulnerably. I boiled down four years of therapy into a sentence. Hmm. Well, that's the point of therapy, right? Is a pitch. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, what's my (laughs) elevator pitch for like, what kind of makes me annoying? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, I know we're making a joke here, but like, I do think that is a healthy practice is to realize like, these are the things that are like things that are, that make me, me and I'm going to be okay with regardless of what other people think. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, Josh. I don't know. And I, I know it's a trap for me to say anything because I don't have an answer. Yeah. But even but I even if I suggested something, yeah, I will get mad at you. I will get mad at you. I will get mad at you. Um, perhaps this is a good challenge. Of, what if we started challenging people to like really like dig into their psyche? We're like, here's your fun challenge of the week. <laughs> what is almost annoying about you? Well, yeah. Well, I do think that there's a certain amount of. <laughs> well, why don't we say this instead? Um, <laughs> what about um. If you if you have a good answer to this, send it to us on social at being earnest pod or being earnest pod at gmail.com. So let me just boil down really fast. First off, what you asked, which is No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something different. A Hold wild on. Wild question. Yeah. No, 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 no. You asked a wild question. You said what is seven what makes up 77% of you, but if it was 78, is would be bad, right? So yeah. that was your question. And now you're saying tweet it at us. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag my 77. <laughs> this is so objectively complicated. I love it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying I love it. I'm saying I, it is the most complicated thing I've ever been asked. <laughs> I've, um, I was going to make it simpler, but now I, like I said, I have to commit to the bit. So yeah, yeah, tweeted yeah. us with hashtag my 77. <laughs> what the thing about you is that if it were 78% of you, it would, yeah. uh, it would, drive everyone bonkers. And Josh did ask it in the tone of voice that somebody might ask, what's your favorite burger topping? Let's, let's normalize being vulnerable. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not even vulnerable. It's like normalize, uh, normalize, I guess taking to your journal for a few hours, <laughs> <laughs> pondering this, then putting it out on social media. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then sharing it with the world. <laughs> Paul, have you been to a melting pot? Oh, I have been to a melting pot. I have been to a melting pot restaurant. Uh, one of the weirdest restaurants that will, I don't, I don't know, will survive this. Yeah, right. Exactly. 
Yeah, uh, let's all double dip. Is <laughs> melting pot double dip with your family? Fun, you know. Speaking of grifts, fondue has really pulled the biggest grift on society. They said, let's just take microwavable liquid, chocolate, cheese, whatever, and we're gonna charge you thirty five dollars a pop, mm-hmm. and you're gonna dip. <laughs> tiny little pieces of bread in there and we're gonna say isn't this romantic a f don't you want to kiss now yeah don't you want to be kissed now that you're full of this molten cheese yes why do we think fondue is romantic well i think it's probably because it's intended to be done on in the alps on the side of a mountain in a warm sweater not as it is here in the u.s at a melting pot in a strip mall Sure, 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 sure. I think that uh, I do think if I ended up in the Alps and I'm wearing a beautiful sweater in this situation, mm-hmm. do not get me wrong. I'm wearing a stunning sweater. It's a turtleneck sweater. Thank you. I, I show up in Chris Evans turtleneck sweater from uh, Knives uh, Out. Knives out. Yeah. yeah. And somebody goes, bonjour to the Alps. <laughs> they go, I've I've prepared this fondue. Oh, I'd go, I got to get the hell out of here. Like it would, it would repulse me, hmm. but a, a restaurant in a strip mall. Now we're kind of talking my language. And this is the core difference between the two of us. I, I feel so. the other way. I think it. so too. I think so too. I, I have a hot take and it's hot because it's melted cheese. Um, is fondue just reverse nachos? I think, yeah, I think it's nachos that they tripled the price of. And they said, what if we took away the fun toppings? Yeah, sure. What if we <laughs> what gave if we you the toppings? The- imagine a world where fondue was just bread. Or imagine a world where nachos was just bread. <laughs> and a tiny, absolutely <laughs> tiny. And you okay. had a higher percentage uh, risk of you dribbling it all over yourself. 100%. Let us, let us think of uh, situations in which fondue would actually improve, though. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Because right now I think of fondue as like a, a gross, sleazy lover in the Alps, bomb city, or uh, a really fun group going to prom. Yes. Yeah. So what what situations, unexpected situations, could you break out fondue and people would go, you know what? Yeah. My first instinct, kids, kids basketball game, kids soccer game. <laughs> I think soccer game in the fall when it's a little bit cold outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, because my mind went to like campfire. Yeah. <laughs> like if you make fondue like, does anyone have a while plug? camping, yeah, <laughs> while camping and you put it over the fire, you know, in the yes. traditional way. And you, <laughs> I don't know if there's a traditional way or, yeah. And it's just the idea of like, we're all getting warm around the cheese yeah. fire. Ooh. Okay. What about like, um, okay. What if they sold, picture this, a little tiny lap fondue. Don't spill. We'll burn your crotch. A little tiny lap fondue when you go to like uh, like a Broadway show. Yeah. So I was. Th- yes. I like this a lot. I like that. I also like class. Definitely classy. I'm also thinking what if you could make like a little like school lunch that was fondue, but it's like a little bento box and almost like, a you know, with like hand warmers that you put in your pocket and you like crack them. You like you. You like there's like a, a way business. there's an you like pull a tab out of it and it heats the cheese yes. for you. And it's like this little like box that self heats itself. TM, 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 TM. It's called Fungo. Oh, I was going to say fun do. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, go. <laughs> <laughs> fun go how about fun go that doesn't make any sense it's two jokes and we've we've picked a new word <laughs> fun go pops you're not pops i think that's gonna do it for us i think that's gonna do it for us thank you as always for listening and tuning in for another week if you have earnest moments that you experienced this week please Send them to us at Being Earnest Pod uh, on all social media and Being Earnest Pod at gmail.com. And we have a fun, 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 fun thing coming very soon related to being to the earnest moments of the week. So y'all are going to love that. Yes. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram and to Dylan Dutch for our beautiful theme song. He's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. Check out his music. Um, his music project is called Death Love. It is available wherever you stream music. And a reminder, if you have not gotten your copy of No Wrong Answers yet, we have done a second printing. We have a discount code for podcast listeners. Just use the code POD10 for 10% off. Yep. P-O-D, and then the number 10. The thing that Star Wars rides. Josh, reference from Josh. <laughs> reference for Josh. And remember, until next week, what are you 77% of? But if you were 78%, it would be annoying. Hashtag my 77. Absolutely wild. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.